0: Hi guys, just a quick trigger and content warning that in this episode we will be discussing domestic violence, sexual, physical and emotional abuse in a conversational tone. So please switch off, any of these themes may cause distress. Cousins, officers and brothers. of the brothers podcast are welcome back. This is our second episode and we are going to be talking about domestic violence and domestic abuse but mostly my story to be honest because I can only speak on my own experience and honest here as well hello but the reason I want to talk about it is because basically if we're doing this long term which I hope that we are I can't not reference this it, okay it's like such a part of my life and like I can't give even advice without being like my fella talk like the last chicken ball or something I'd be like were signs of abuse <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like,
0: clearly it's not th- anything to do with that but like I'm like yeah that happened to me once yeah and you know what he did and all this so like I think it's good to get into it um, on Lay's awareness and all that yeah but shit. I feel like it,
1: on the point of like clarity and full disclosure it's going to come up eventually so we may as well it's such a serious topic that we may as well address it head on this isn't
0: a recommendation for anyone on how to deal with this or anything it's literally just my story
1: because if it does help anyone great and and f- from my point of view, it's just from the sidelines how I not how I dealt with it because that's not fair on you. But
0: well, it is. It, it affects everyone. You, like no, n- f- not for a second. Are you saying oh, well, it was really
1: hard? Yeah, on me <laughs> that you were <laughs>
0: abused. <laughs> you <know>? But <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, but it was. Yeah, at the end of the day, it was. Yeah, and it is. And, and I and I know. No but, and like you
1: said, it doesn't invalidate anyone's experience. And it I don't. I want to tell from my point of view, and it doesn't invalidate my experience or any like anyone else's best friend that had to watch them go through that or hear about it yeah cuz exactly. it is traumatizing
0: small recap of the relationship that i was in I met this person when I was 16 and we broke up when I was 21 so we're together for five years and the relationship as I said it was all it was abusive like physical abuse uh, mental abuse sexual abuse financial abuse basically it's <laughs> all about <the boxes>. yeah. <laughs> so we we're together for five years and we broke up in January of 2020 now I broke up with him and it wasn't any great big I'm leaving you because I'm being abused. and uh, I just simply fell out of love with him, and I didn't want to be with him anymore, and we broke up, and that was fine. Now, I had bought him tickets to go see a Man United match for Christmas. So, say we broke up January 10th. Ten- I'm just throwing out this random date. We were going a week later. January 16th or 17th, whatever it would have been. And I, was try- I wanted to break up with him for a while like maybe two or three weeks but I said I'd leave it until after the Manchester trip because I knew it was coming up I spent a lot of money on it and to be honest like basically I was going to Manchester for t- or one day and then going to Birmingham to see my sister for three days so you I wanted, wanted to go, to go. Yeah. yeah I wanted to go and I tried not to break up with him. the inevitable just happened I couldn't live that lie anymore yeah. I, I really really tried and then up until the last point he kind of knew it was avoiding him and asked what's the story and I said here look I want to break up with him. and I had agreed that we would still go to Manchester but instead of us both going to Birmingham he would go home so I booked him a flight home from Manchester and to be perfectly honest like at that stage I had somewhat accepted the fact that it was abusive but to be honest it was in the back of my mind because that's not why I was breaking up with him so I kind of just thought I fell out loving him and that's fine so and I wasn't worried about the trip because we had gone away before and it's always been fine and it was only one night and whatever he basically told me that he had no money to go and I had saved up which is nothing new. So yeah. he had no money which is a reoccurring theme in our relationship but as because I had already known that I had been saving up uh, prior because I had booked the trip so I had saved up money. So I had about a grand going away because I knew I'd be paying for everything. So... I had some kind of comfort there because I knew I'd be paying for his drinks. Now, this is important because the majority of the abuse happened when he drank, you know, the the physical abuse, I'd say. So I kind of knew I'd be in control of his drink, so it wouldn't get out of hand or anything like that. So we went to Manchester, we flew over there and we went and the hotel I got was abs- like something out of like a horror movie. Oh my God, it was shocking, right? So it was on top of a pub and like the pub, I, I don't know the name of it, but you know it was called like the old geezer or something <laughs> like it was. So uh it was absolutely shocking, right? And I went in, oh my god, they were rough. He went in and the owner brought us upstairs and he was just this kind of old rickety looking man and brought us up and said, Hey, here's a room. We walk into the room and the room already had a hole in the wall, like <laughs> pre-punched. I was like, feels just like home, babe. <laughs> so that was fine whenever we got ready and minor detail but somewhat relevant so we had completely broken up at that stage and I was getting changed and he was sat there looking at and I was like so and I asked him to look away and he started getting kind of angry and he was like You're acting as if we weren't with each other for the last four years. And I go, go, We're not now. Yeah, and I go, I don't want you looking at me getting changed because, exactly, we're not now and I don't want you looking at my body. And just got in a big pisser about it and was like, Just that, like, you're acting like we weren't together. And that just instantly obviously made me feel uncomfortable because I was like, Oh my God. And now, obviously, I had booked it when we were together. We were going to be sharing a bed. So I was like, Oh my God, like, Whatever, I just brushed it off and I kind of stood my ground with him, whatever. Because I could. As much as this might seem unconventional for an abusive relationship, I wore the trousers a lot of the time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, that, and that's just in my personality. Like, I. I and that's part of the reason why this is all such a shock to me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wasn't backing down in, in, in certain situations, so I, I kind of put him in his place and told him what to do to look by whatever, he did. So, that was fine. We went to the match. He had maybe three balls of honey, Maybe. The match was grand. I couldn't care less about football, but it was fine for what it was, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I didn't know what team I was cheering for, but I was cheering all the same. So we got the train home then, he seemed fine, and we got into bed, and I was obviously, oh my god, I was probably dressed like a wife in the, like, 1930s, I was covered head to toe, I was probably sweating, I had big knee socks on and everything, I was not showing. Mittens on. <laughs> yeah, I was not. <laughs> yeah, the nightcap. I was not showing an inch of skin, right? Got back to the bedroom you know, and we were lying in bed, and that was and I was kind of keeping my distance not cuddling and setting boundaries and stuff we were watching Netflix on my phone and I started to get sleepy so I was like uh, I'm going to go to bed whatever I locked my phone and he goes can I keep watching the movie and I said oh yeah it's on Netflix known he had netflix on his phone yeah so he said oh i don't want to find it. i'm gonna have to basically make all those excuses can i please just watch it on your phone and i said no you're not watching on my phone watching and this only set him off and he was sober this is probably the first time i seen him go mad when he wasn't drunk because he always changed when he was drunk which i'll get into later so he then started kind of going mad at me being like you've been texting someone all day and blah 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 and to be honest I had been texting one of my other friend because she had half an inkling of what was going on and I was texting her just to let her know that I was okay so he started going mad and I said I'm texting Jackie I'm texting Jackie it's not it's not anyone you go show me show me and I go I don't have to show you your business, I go even if point. I go even if I was seeing someone else none of your business I don't have to show you and then Indeed, he threw the phone out, basically, threw the phone out of my hand and put in my password. Now, your girl's not dumb. I didn't change that password before I went in. I'm not about to do. So, he then hit me and to get the, pa- like, when I say hit, he grabbed me, like, by the scruff, let's say, and was, like, shaking me to get me to open my phone. So, I opened my phone because, as I said, I'm not an idiot. I had already deleted any evidence that was there. He went through my phone, couldn't find anything. And because he's a dum-dum <laughs> he didn't look through the right avenues because you know and i know we'd be checking the call log the yeah. photos the deleted photos the followers yeah the and followers <laughs> yeah, <this> of <laughs> this and that he only checked my messages and he didn't find anything and that only set him off more and this is just a reoccurring theme that you know if i didn't give him anything it, it, it would almost be worse yeah. because he'd be down pushing for something pushing any other
1: so, most of the time I wasn't even there
0: yeah exactly yeah. so he tr- so he threw my phone down and said and basically was going off on this rant and he would always go on kind of rants on you but this one was a little different like he was just like i have no life without you now you've ruined my life because you know what you've done you've ruined my life you made my whole life about you and now you're now you're just leaving it and whatever and i was kind of trying to calm him down like i always would and then he just went completely switched and was i'm gonna I'm gonna rape you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna get someone up here to rape. He got
1: himself, he, also. Yeah, he, yeah. He was like, I'm gonna get
0: that man downstairs. I'm gonna leave the bedroom unlocked so he rapes you. And, and I'm gonna go out there and kill myself. And my whole family are gonna know that I killed myself while you were here. And they're all gonna think it's your fault. And I'm just sat there crying and. The problem is, right, I couldn't care less what he did. I thought he was a scum of the earth. But I knew I had to go into some kind of survival mode to protect myself. So I'm trying to calm him down and cry. And No, it's not that and it's not this and, and I do love you still and I do, I just can't be with him. blah, blah, blah. Obviously, I'll bullshit just to protect myself. And then it got worse and he got more violent with me and pushing me and stuff like that and I re that was the worst of it because I really honestly thought I was g- gonna die and I never thought that before I ne- I always was scared but anytime it was always in a situation where I could get out and I would let it happen I never did leave but I could if I wanted to I knew I could run out of his bedroom and and scream or and
1: also you never fought back until that night
0: yeah and, and I could do anything, and, and there there I couldn't. I was in a country, I know it's only Manchester, but I was in a country, didn't know, I didn't know where to, I could, to, didn't have anyone to run to kind of thing. And and to be perfectly honest, I was always looking out for him. I, obviously, I knew I could leave and call the police, and they would have came and whatever.
1: But, you know... Yeah, in that situation, that's not the first thing you think of, you just... Like but, but, You're in but, panic mode. But I'm
0: but I'm not gonna do that either because I was <laughs> I ain't no grass. <laughs> <Okay, laughs> like, okay. Yeah. No. So I was kind of looking in from to a certain extent. So I was really really scared that I honestly thought because he was he said that before I'm gonna kill you, and the reason I got so scared was because. He could have, because I was in that room on my own. Not to say there wouldn't be any repercussions, and he would have got away with it or whatever. I need mean, that. Yeah, but that's not the point. But yeah. That's not the point. I, th- I honestly thought he was gonna kill me because he had the way he was going on. He had very little regard for his own life. So why the hell would he have any regard for me? And I was his life, and he was mine at one point as well. But I, but I know yeah, but you
1: saw the light, kind of for want of a better term. You knew there was more to life. He, had
0: nothing yeah. he had nothing. Yeah, exactly at the end of the day that's the life he made for himself exactly what was going through my head at the time was i was like oh my god all i could think of was my sister is gonna have to tell my little niece in the morning that i'm not coming and i'm never gonna come yeah. and that's honest to god what i was thinking and i know it sounds dramatic <laughs> but it was what I, but it was what i was going through my head and i was so that's all i could think of was like they're gonna have to say that and it's gonna be this thing and whatever and i was shitting it but thank God, I did my normal thing and calmed in it. I took a little bit of a hit or two. And then he started to cry and kind of break down. And then I knew, I'm going to go to bed and it's going to be okay. So he did. He went to bed. And then the next day, we got the train to Birmingham. And he was flying out from Birmingham. So I'm like, oh my God. I never felt a feeling like it in my whole life. Getting off that train from Birmingham when really? he was still on it. Oh my God. I started bawling, crying. I felt like, it was like, a so, like something that move you know it sounds yeah. stupid. but I was literally like oh my god like never felt freedom like it because I was like that's the end of it I know it's the end of it yeah and he can't get me but you
1: were done before that and then that was a real yeah. absolute breaking Cause point. because that was the thing I was like
0: I he can't get me now yeah and I was to be honest I was so stupid for going to Manchester I I look back and I'm like are you actually yeah well stup- hindsight's a great thing. yeah and stupid's not fair either because realistically you know i'm not taking ownership of that because i was i didn't put me in that situation he did you know yeah. what i mean the onus on him but that happened whatever and i went to birmingham and i had i had no intentions of in really telling anyone what went down that relationship because i never really felt it was that relevant i had kept it secret up until then for a reason but end of time my sister i basically just broke down when i went in and i was like i'm basically gonna hit me and she was like really chill about it really good about it like just kind of let me speak which is exactly the reaction i needed in the moment mm. you know what i mean she took it for what it was i go home a few days later and i tell my parents and they were none too plussed <laughs>
1: <laughs> you the put it lightly yeah
0: <laughs> but they were supportive and whatever and, and
1: they're quite in fairness, they're
0: quite level-headed yeah though so they had advised me to go to the guards and they said look we don't care what you do but we think you should go to the guards because we know that this probably isn't the end of it but I want it to be at the end of it I don't want to escalate it I just want it to be done I told him
1: yeah you didn't want to give him ammunition at that point yeah and I was like
0: exactly exactly I was like as far because the problem was we had never really addressed it so er, say for example the morning after Manchester he woke up I woke up and nothing had happened nothing was happening. nothing sad. happened the night before it wasn't going to be mentioned. Pretend it doesn't happen. That's fine. So, obviously, we got to own that. But it was as if, like, you know, when you get locked and get sick after night. And uh, you're like, yeah, oh, you're bit, and you're like oh, don't worry, you are yeah. locked. Right. My relationship at that point with my ex was that I had told him that, we were, that I needed some space and not to talk for a while. But eventually, we could be friends. And the reason was because it was so important for him to still have me in my in his life and i didn't want to rock the boat i just wanted to be like you were just kind of peacekeeping yeah exactly and yeah. Be like well we'll talk for a few months and then eventually i won't care and i'll be able to stay here do you yeah. one you know so that was kind of going on for a while but like come on anyone in their right mind regardless of even if you are going to be frank who the hell is texting someone constantly in and this is what eventually happened to me so i decided i wasn't going to go to the guards and that was fine then i told fiona eventually and in the meantime i had got several texts from him every few days being like when can we meet up? When can we talk? I'm one to talk to you. I'm so heartbroken. Blah, blah, blah. And I felt sorry for him because I knew what he was saying. I felt what he was saying was genuine and it probably was, but it was also a manipulation tactic. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And. But do manipulators genuinely set out to manipulate or is that just their frame of mind? Uh, is it intentional? I don't know. I don't know. Million dollar question. Well, this
0: is what I said to my mom when I first told her that I was being abused. And I said, Mom.
1: I don't think he
0: knows... What he's doing. ...what he's done. I think if I told him in the morning, you have abused me, I'm a victim of domestic Mm -hmm. violence, he would say, oh, what, no. And, like, because that was the thing, after every kind of attack or abuse, it would always be, I don't remember, and blah, blah. But the, but the, the problem is, okay, that was just the physical stuff. There was so much stuff other than that that went on but in the meantime he was sending me all these things and and it, it just kept escalating i'm up in the mountains and i'm gonna kill myself and if you don't because i i stopped replying and i got all these things i'm gonna kill myself and blah, blah, blah. like early jan or late january about a week after i came back from manchester and fiona was probably i had told at this point obviously my parents and like some of my family members but well fiona was a person i was kind of dreading telling the monks because Obviously, as it says in the title, yeah, we're closer, closer than brothers. We are best of best friends. Yeah, and we tell each other everything. There's no, there's no judgment. There's no ever. filter. There's nothing. And but there's never any judgment either. So that's a, like, no. That that was the kind of thing that. I felt like I was lying to her, which I was.
1: But also, it has to be said that, that I spent so much time with the, the two of you as well. Yeah. Whereas not many other people did to that extent, like nights out and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, Fiona had obviously knew,
0: known that I was going to break up with him because I told her I was dislike, but I just kind of kept it like, I never said anything. So, yeah. we met up for a wing before the Jonas brothers. <laughs> if you didn't think we were cool enough already. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, Don't be jealous. I so I then was like knew I was going to drop the bombs we're mid eating chicken wings and I was like I have something to tell you and you were like you're pregnant (laughs) (laughs) and they go no worse (laughs) Yeah, yeah no weirdly worse and
1: I basically told her the story I just told there I guess yeah nearly I nearly didn't believe not that I didn't believe but I just couldn't comprehend what you were telling me and I didn't laugh but I kind of I, I laughed which uh, I think and not more, funny ha ha not obviously. funny ha ha laugh it was like it was, a, it was a panic reaction like when you laugh in an awkward moment in school or whatever but like it just I I was lost for words yeah like really shook really shook and not that I didn't know that this was I di- no, I didn't know this was going on. Now, I knew it wasn't normal for a girl to never be able to go out with her best friend without her boyfriend tagging along. Or, or, and I saw, I saw his angry side on nights out and stuff. Like, there was never a night that we didn't go out that he didn't start a fight. Not mm-hmm. with you, but with other people. And, yeah, but. And then well, it, always, it always ended up in you having to go home early with him mm-hmm. and me just being left on my own. And it just, it, none of it was normal to me. And I knew by you, I'm, like, you weren't yourself in that relationship. But you had told me so many times that like I know I'm not myself and I'm no whatever but I'm fine I'm happy yeah like, exactly right, well, there's no point yeah. in me at this like I there was no point in me sitting you down and telling you what's what because you weren't going to listen and I knew that by you that you weren't going to listen but immediately I was just completely enraged I was angry at you for not telling me which in hindsight probably wasn't a great reaction I anticipated though like and I knew myself well, our conversation led up to that and you said the reason that I haven't told you is because I knew that you were going to have the worst reaction that you were going to be not so much upset uh, not so much angry but hurt yeah is what exactly what you said to me I knew you were going to be so hurt by this by the fact that one it happened and two I didn't come to you sooner mhm
0: uh, and but the reason I the reason I felt like that and I knew that was because I would be the exact same because I would go absolutely ape if yeah. i heard the same thing and and the first thing that would come to my head because it, it's come to my head in any when i know anyone close to me has been in a in a crap situation i'm like why didn't you tell me you know i would yeah. drop anything you know i would have done anything i would have you know i pe- but you I pe- didn't want that. you know but but the, that that's the thing it comes down to the fact that it's that's the problem you weren't going to listen no matter what i had to say but, at that point but it but it wasn't even about listening it was a tactic i knew not to tell you because i knew or, you or anyone Because Well I'm I would
1: have I basically would have Locked you in my bedroom And n- not yeah, let exactly. you see him And that's exactly. not what you wanted At that point so. Exactly
0: And I knew that would happen And I and I knew it would just Make my life difficult And and, and That's obviously not But you weren't annoying. ready To give up but Yeah and that wasn't any Obviously any blame On anyone else Like what other reaction Are you supposed to have But that's obviously why I didn't say anything Because I knew My life with him would then end and I didn't want that and that's why I'm saying it wasn't this big brave thing when I left because I didn't leave him because he was an abuser and it doesn't, didn't, it doesn't mean it wasn't hard to leave him whatever, but it, I didn't leave him because he was abusing me I left because I w- wasn't in love with him anymore yeah. and that's why I'm saying like to, to some people if you're listening to this and you've been in that situation because I can't relate to you if you have left someone because you had enough of their abuse but you're still in love that is so, so hard different. because I tried to do it I tried to do it so many times and I could never do that. I could never do it.
1: You know, it took me to fall out of love with him. So. Yeah. You know. Do you remember the first thing you said to me before you told me the story? No. You said, I'm gonna, I need to tell you something, but you have to promise me that you won't take any action. That's the mm. first thing you said to me because you knew damn right well exactly how I was going to react. And I, You told me the story and I said then, at that point, the first thing that I said was, I can honestly tell you now that I respect what you want me to do and what you don't want me to do, but I cannot guarantee you at any point if I see him walking down the street. But I'm but not, not going to go ballistic. Yeah.
0: Which, I mean, I can only respect. Like, you know okay. what I mean? Like, and, like, we're so close. To, see, this is the problem. Like, telling my parents and telling my family, obviously it wasn't easy, but it's different when Fiona knows, like, whether my asshole's bleached or not. Yeah. Like, you know what I know every like, single every other detail single of thing life. There's never been, like... But it, as you said it wasn't because I felt like I couldn't tell you like out of like because well you
1: were you just weren't ready for the reaction
0: yeah well it wasn't ready for the repercussions well that too, you know yeah. what I mean it's like you obviously know the things and like that's like a big factor of why people don't speak out because they're not ready for their their life to end with them and and, and it sounds ridiculous because when I look back on it now I'm like oh my god you were obviously miserable I used to fantasize him just magically not being in my life and, and the life I would have and I used to think all oh, the Always up, yeah, after me, and all the funny we'd have, and all this. But I just, it just, it to me, it just wasn't a reality, and it just couldn't happen. And it wasn't because I was necessarily madly in love with him and thought he was the best thing ever because i did want to not be with him i just couldn't be and i can't describe it because i was just made to feel like there was no life without him kind of and, and the thing is as well it wasn't all bad of course it wasn't no he didn't not. He, he didn't and this obviously isn't everyone's experience but he didn't beat me every day he wasn't horrible to me every day but it was little things that he did to break me down that he could control me, and, and and to be honest, the first time he ever hit me, and I kind of not accepted it, but moved past it. He knew he could do it then. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get over something once, yeah. you can get over it again. Yeah. The
1: door was open then.
0: And the first time it happened, so random. We are at a Jess Glenn concert, <laughs>
1: right? It just gets cooler and cooler. Yeah.
0: At yeah, <laughs> so Just Glenn concert, and we left, and we were walking back, and we ended up in Temple Bar. It was all kind of f- foggy because we were really drunk. And before before this, he had gotten aggressive with me and stuff. But now we're actually physically abusive, so I never really seen it as much of a problem. Because the thing is, right? We're both quite angry gals You know what I mean? We can get now, yeah feisty person. I'm not comparing us to him by any means, but we can get angry. And I understand the feeling of getting really, really angry where you want to hit someone. Now the difference is that I would never lay my hand on anyone. No, you wouldn't. Act right? On it. And that's the difference. But to me, in my head there wasn't a difference because I was like, oh, well, he just can't control that one little thing. Where in reality, it's actually a huge thing, but I only know that now. You yeah. know what I mean? So I kind of understand. I'm like, I used to relate it to, like, when me and my brothers would, like, where I'd get so angry when I was younger and hit hit my brothers and they'd hit me. But you're talking about a nine-year-old. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, he is a 24, five, six-year-old man. Now, this is the whole point. I was 16 when I met him. He was So by the time all this was happening, when I was 18, he was, he was like, 23. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the story. A whole yeah. thing. <laughs> That's another day.
1: But anyway, so...
0: the the first time he hit me then was we were in Temple Bar and he basically he he didn't hit me, he like grabbed me by the scruff, I couldn't tell you what it was about and then choked me and then we went home and then never spoke about it and then that was it, now when I say never spoke about it, to be honest, I actually would give him bollocking about it a lot of the time yeah. the next day I'd be like I'm leaving you you're disgusting you did all this but that's because I knew basically he would drink and it would get really bad and then I'd be really scared but then when it got over the hump when it was the next day and I was no longer scared and I knew I could leave then I would give him a bottle to get me so that that's why it was kind of a strange dynamic as well why I didn't leave because I felt like honestly I felt like I was in control of
1: it but also and we'll get into therapy later but you also convinced yourself that you deserved it
0: yeah because to be honest like I would go drinking with him and I knew what happened when I drink. Yeah. When, he, when he drank <laughs> when he drank <laughs> <laughs> well I'm just saying what
1: you have told me that you convinced yourself that you deserved yeah deserve
0: it. and like little things like yeah. I'd be like like to, more towards the end I would say and now when I say the end probably the last two years so what would happen is he would drink and I could tell by he couldn't handle his drink he probably would have had three or four drinks made but I could tell by the third drink he'd have a look in his eye and I knew I was gonna get it that night feel somewhat responsible for that because I'd be like why the hell would I let him drink when I knew that was gonna happen but i so towards the end as i said before sometimes he would pick fights out of nothing and if i didn't engage it would just escalate and i just thought you know what he's gonna hit me if he's gonna shove me i'm gonna get a few digs in verbal (laughs) (laughs) maybe preface but i would i i would give back to him and he would say things And I'd be like Yeah well you're nothing but A loser Or a piece of shit yeah, A waster Yeah Things I like This is <laughs> my opinion <laughs> Yeah For example <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Smelly bastard <laughs> <laughs> right So I, I would say things back to him that I, I, I knew I would get at him And Is it right? No It wasn't right and I, I'll take on uh, take ownership for that, but just if it's, when it pro- it, you were provoked. I'm sorry, it, like. But it was like I know you're gonna do this either way. I might as well exactly, get a dig or exactly, in, to make you feel like shit. And he obviously had a lot of his own issues. It, it didn't come out of nowhere I, I he obviously like you know. It, but it's 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 not an excuse. It's not. But that's another reason why I did excuse because I I was like oh well, I know it's because of X Y and yeah. reason and this and that and this and that, which is bullshit. So at the end of the day. I've got a heat ton of issues, and I have never laid a hand on anyone. I don't talk shit to my boyfriend now. I never say anything. And you know what? I think those things in my head. Sometimes I think I could say something to you now that would you. Yeah, but then you. you say it to me
1: first. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway. So
0: I can think of nasty things in my head, but I don't say them because th- that, that's the difference. It's the action, not the t- he just let everything come out and whatever and and that was on purpose you know as much as it kind of just seemed crazy and wild and a lot of the time i think he just used drink as an excuse because he knew then the next thing i drinking and you know blah, blah. yeah more now, people that i like that and i do think drink does provoke them to a certain extent or, or enhance it or whatever i know i'd say responsible people then stop drinking well yeah you know and there are people you hear it, alcoholics and stuff like that People say, I don't drink anymore because yeah, I you wasn't take good to the drink and, and whatever. And, yeah. and that's what I think people can change. But, you know, he never did. But you have to want to change. Yeah, exactly. He never did. And I tried. I tried to get him to go to therapy. He never would. I tried to do all these things. And I know, like, looking back, at it, up. I'm like, oh, my God, if you were to beg someone to go to therapy, do you not think you should just leave? Like, to not hit you or not yeah. do this? Like, do you not think you should just leave them? But, you know, I was young and to be quite frank, no, I didn't know any better.
1: You and were I'd young and naive, and you were in love.
0: Yeah, in love, and all <laughs> I wanted was to be with him. So it was, it worked, and and that's the thing. We had great times. He was my best friend for those years. He really was, and we had we had fun
1: times, and that was. And I had fun times with him as well. Yeah, we all did. Yeah.
0: And my motto throughout that relationship was that the good outweighed the bad. That's how I felt. it. There's more good times. There's only one bad night a month. There's twenty nine good days. But the problem is that I realised after just because. The good outweighed the bad Doesn't mean the good was worth the
1: bad Yeah it doesn't mean it doesn't add, all add up Yeah it was never worth
0: Like you know The, the, the things he did to me it Was never worth the good times And
1: that's what I didn't kind of put together when, at the time. when did you come to the real, that realisation When you got with your new boyfriend or therapy, or yeah, kind of when
0: when we broke up because that's the thing. Like I I didn't come to it when we when were you were treated right, you realise because th- y- there's more to life. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the thing is, I'm still waiting
1: for my boyfriend now to hit me. That's the honest to god truth, and I mean, sp- and speaking from my own experience of knowing this fella and what you've also told me about him. He would never. He he le- worships the ground you walk he's, on. He's never raised his voice on me. Yeah.
0: Even ever. He's the most chill
1: person I've ever yeah, met. and
0: that's not to say we don't argue, but he never, ever, ever, never calls me. It's no, it's
1: no, it's no reflection
0: of him. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's it's just something. I, And I felt a lot of guilt for that Because I was like I feel like I'm putting something on him And that's not fair Yeah But it's not like I'm sat there shaking like a leaf either But the thing is Put it in perspective How the abuse affected me If I fight with my current boyfriend And this is what I used to do with my ex would look around the room and I'd be very conscious of what's in the room go, Okay, the tally's there, he what's might going to
1: fuck at me now. Yeah,
0: the tally's there, he might trod that at me. Okay, there's a knife over there. Okay, I'm watching the knife, okay, I'm watching and b- before every night out we went on, I took all the knives out of his room. Like, I remember you like, told me this. Like we'd eat dinner and stuff. It's not like he had these random sword collection. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wasn't that cool. But I would take all the knives out of his room. Um, anything that I thought would hurt me, I'd hide and whatever. But I'd still be scanning the room and I still do that now. I still look and think, okay, there's a glass here. He's gonna smash that. Um, my boyfriend, as I said, he won't raise his voice, but it's still just something constant, and that's what I say. I'm still, I'm still waiting for that because to me, that's how normal it wa- was in that relationship, where it was just kind of inevitable that people get angry and do those things, and that's just not right. It's just not. I just honestly just thought that I obviously seen something in him that I seen in myself, but it was. As I said the difference that he actually didn't And I never would But I yeah. never put those two things together so That was kind of hard and crap and whatever So Well let's just talk a little bit more How it affected you, yeah. like you. But let's be honest So like we Me and Fiona kind of We were always close growing up And then we became We're three years apart So when we were teenagers There was kind of a bigger kind of a bit gap of a hiatus Yeah of. I was like
1: drinking and boys and stuff and you were only 12 yeah and so I was playing Pokemon so, yeah, <laughs> we so didn't then have there was much. kind of a bit of a gap there and, and we still have a lot but we weren't telling each other things
0: yeah. me and Fiona became really close and whatever and that was fine and we used to see each other every now and again for a night dip. that was this, this we were kind
1: of drinking friends yeah more exactly than which
0: because in fairness, it's like we both lived at home at the, or you maybe lived away at the time and I lived at home and, well, I lived in his house, basically, which is on the south side of Dublin. If you only lived on the north side or down the country, depending on where you yeah. are. So, we didn't really have that, oh, I'll just come over and I'll just, whatever. So, we would always be a night out. It was kind of a big deal when we met up. Like, it was always a catch-up. Yeah. And it, back when you could have nights out. So, yeah. it was like... And, essentially, every time we went out, he would have to come. Now, he never it wasn't this explicit rule and this is this kind of gives in more to the whole like why I didn't really feel it was an issue but I would Fiona would text me to come out and I'd say yeah Grant and I'd be getting ready in his and then
1: he would be like yeah he was never included in the invitation not for any other reason than it was a girl's night and he would be like and you just turn up with him he'd
0: be like oh I wish I was going out then blah
1: then eventually I would
0: feel kind of guilty so I'd bring him out and you would kind of grin and bear it which, in fairness, for fair a play, to you you never. i never really opened my mouth open about it. Never. The most Fiona would say is she sent me text me like, "Girls' night." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Wish he would still come to. <laughs> but that's that's how I kind of got to know him then, and he was so involved in our relationship as well. Yeah. Like there was never, but there was never anything more than the nights out with him for us at that point. Yeah. And generally,
0: on a night out with him, he would get aggressive with someone.
1: No. It was never you in front of me. It no. would al- he would always, every single night we went head on, he would pick a fight with He'd someone. He'd pick a fight with someone. And the Whether they looked at me or they looked at you or. And they probably didn't. Probably didn't.
0: But the one night I remember it being particularly bad was St. Patrick's Day. So we went down for St. Patrick's Day and he met us in town. And basically we were going around, it was all fine. Was this on the until, street? Yeah, until we couldn't get in somewhere because of him. Because he was dragged. Yeah. And we couldn't get in somewhere. And he started on the He basically. started on the bench, basically. And I had to pull him away and bring him home. And I remember you screaming at him, being like, fuck you.
1: Well, that was the breaking point for me. Yeah. Like, you ruined our night. You were like... And this was well
0: before anything. This yeah. We were already on your schedule a year or two at this point. It wasn't anywhere near the end, yeah. you know. But you were like, you've ruined our night. You always ruin everything. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm sorry. I pulled him away. And you never actually even ever gave me shit for it, to be honest. But... I pulled him away, and that night was really bad as well, he was, oh, I'm going to kill myself now, and he went back to my house, because my parents weren't home, and, you know, gave me a hiding or whatever, and, which was obviously horrible, which you obviously didn't know, but he would always do that and ruin every night, and the reason I would pull him away is because I knew he was going to start at me and I knew what would happen if, because he, he, as much as you say, oh, he never did it in front of you, it's because I never gave him the chance.
1: Yeah. You know and what did I mean? It ever cross your mind, like, that if I reacted to him, that he would react to me? Or was it just you? So, did I, that, but did that ever cross your mind? Not
0: really, because I think that I knew if he ever did that, I would be dumb enough. Yeah. honestly like I really because like as if I was going to still be with and it sounds yeah. to shoot because it's like I'm not going to be with someone that hits you <laughs> like yeah. come on but I honestly knew that but I don't think no I, I, I didn't ever really think that but in
1: hindsight now like it does put into perspective how much of a strain that your relationship ha- with him had on our relationship because we're so much closer now even though we were we were you were my best friend at the time you still are but we have our own nights out now we tell each other even more now like well yeah and you can be de- I can be there more and you,
0: uh, and yeah like I'm
1: more available that yeah it's not we're like, so uh, much closer now like, than we even were then even though we were so close then and it just puts that into perspective of course every time I left I felt like such an idiot
0: I was so embarrassed having to go home and I knew I was being that person that I thought I'd never be and like another tip, for because if if that was the other way around I would be fucked off And I, to be perfectly honest I wouldn't ask you out again I wouldn't have the same patience you did I,
1: I would just be so I don't even know I don't even know how I did Because I wouldn't have that much patience with anyone else I know so I, don't, I honestly can't even say how... Well, I think you
0: half knew that. Obviously, you didn't know what was really going on. But I think you also kind of knew that it wasn't really my
1: fault. No, absolutely. You know what because I mean? I have, obviously, I had witnessed some things on nights out. Like, like, to an extent, on other nights out, it did fuck me off that you left with him. And I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. But now I do, so I have more of an understanding. But yeah, it did piss me off when you left with him on nights out. And I was like, but like, he's the one causing the issues. And it would always be early enough in the night that if he fucked off home that you could have stayed and you never did yeah but i didn't know why that was i thought you were just like I know, and th- I, you were like, like you're like a lost
0: puppy and that's what annoys me now because i'm like why because di- towards the very end I like the last like two or three months if I was bringing going out with friends I would send him out home on his own but the, that kind of says it all because why was he even there in the first place well, you know that kind of what was it Christmas just before you broke up we would just go to the local we would we, go, we to go, go to my granddad's, granddad's local my granddad's local, granddad's local. Every Christmas, Christmas
1: Eve <laughs> and we had the same tradition we'd go there and we'd see the same group of lads yeah the same group of lads we'd see them one year to the next and we wouldn't see them any time in between and it was like we never left yeah every time like, every oh, single you're here, time blah, blah, blah. but they one year I don't think he was ever with us any other year no you the wasn't. one night out that he would let you have was Christmas Eve probably because he was with his own family yeah but but this one Christmas he decided to come and made an absolute show of himself yeah and, and you
0: sent him home yeah and the reason was because he was coming back to he wasn't having Christmas with his family he, he was having it with mine so it did half make sense that he was going to be there you know yeah. now it was particularly convenient and I had asked him not to come but he did so he came and he was locked he made a show of himself even the fellas that we see seen every year were like who don't even know us yeah we're like what, who man. the hell is here he why is he here and they were telling me like they were like the girl I was in the bathroom like being like yeah you don't need him you yeah, do so much better yeah,
1: you're too good for him honestly honestly <laughs> and then I'm like you can have one of us <laughs> like, like, ooh. but eventually that was the first night that I ever saw you actually send him home yeah, and now and that was the night that I sat you down and said this needs to finish. Yeah, and it was
0: this was a bear mind timeline two weeks before we broke up. So I sent so him. She listened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so later on, like after you had broken up with him, well after I think. Mm-hmm. No, actually not well after because my ex boyfriend had met your ex boyfriend. At one point. At New Year's. I had a completely non toxic, non abusive relationship, um, and. But I knew all this at this point when me and my ex were still together and you and your ex were broken up. Mm-hmm. And I had told him, because I was so, I was torn up about this. So angry, I was so upset that... And he was my best friend at the time, so of course I was going to tell him. And he also knew you and he knew who close we were. And this is also no reflection of him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But we were play fighting in the kitchen one day and he got a little bit too rough. Like never anything before that and pulled my hair and it hurt and I literally broke down I ran upstairs and I would not talk to him I, I cried so much I think I told you this like immediately mm-hmm. and it was absolutely no reflection of him it was a complete accident but I was so triggered by that yeah literally that I was like this is my life now this is this is where it all starts mm-hmm. but it was it, like that was never him it never would be him like he's a shitty person but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he would never and it wasn't that either but obviously when you're like thinking of all these things but and, and it was so fresh it was just after you mm-hmm. had told me it was so fresh but it did it it triggered me and I don't know like nothing has like that has happened since but it's just if that had happened and you had never told me that story it, probably I probably were like oh you fucker Yeah
0: no and I get it And that's the thing It just puts you more on edge Like even now Like as I said earlier With the di- different things In my relationship Like I am so on edge About even, even tiny things That no one could ever Possibly even up want yeah.
1: Or know But even if I'm like if, You know Gossiping with my friends And they tell me a story About someone else And you kind of You're more You're more aware Yeah Of manipulation And all that When you've heard it. From the horse's mouth.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. And you're like, mm, that doesn't sound like. Right. Yeah, look, that's a
1: red flag. Don't like, get and it. Not a red flag is in like. Put the phone on silent. Yeah. Together, yeah. like an actual red yeah.
0: flag. And look, there's things. Nobody's perfect. Pe- I've manipulated people. You've manipulated people. Of it's a part of life. But there is a difference, obviously, when it's like you know, one, it's a pattern. Two, it's for control and things like that. There's a big difference between dropping hints early on, being like. Uh, Let's not pick up groceries so we can get a Chinese. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's a whole different, yeah. It's
1: it's such a broad spectrum of manipulation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But other than, yeah, that triggering and being more aware, and just the effect that in hindsight it had on our relationship,
0: yeah i think that's a big thing because that's a that's a major thing for me yeah obviously you didn't know what was going on and then but i think even now like even i think even now like everyone in my life to a certain extent is like more cautious when i bring things up about my relationship even now and they know nothing's going on yeah. but it's just kind of like because to be honest the reality is a good chunk of people that are where i in abusive relationships get into another one and it's not yeah. but it's, it's just it's just a pattern that you know people can get into so it it, it can be kind of worrying when someone gets into a new relationship or whatever so okay so now we're getting on to the next part of kind of the story so just after manchester probably a few weeks later i as i said i was kind of ceased contact with him and i had got all my stuff from my dad my dad had come up with me to get all my stuff from his house and brought it back to my house and at that point i had blocked him because i no longer needed communication with him he was only giving me abuse and all this kind of stuff and i had blocked him i had a new boyfriend then who i was seeing who he knew and obviously it wasn't going to be particularly nice from. him but boohoo it wasn't particularly nice for me getting hit all those times so we're not going to feel too yeah. sorry for him so one day we went into town me and my boyfriend my new boyfriend and to go see one of my friend's gigs and i had put it up on instagram where i was he had been watching me from fake profiles And followed me into town We left the pub To go to another pub And he stopped me Basically my friend said Don't turn around And I go What? And turned around (laughs) Classic And I didn't even notice him And I turned back around And I go What? And my boyfriend Got a dig to the face From my ex And He basically Confronted
1: him Because he He kind of had a half notion That this is going on Yeah
0: And my boyfriend My ex knew my boyfriend But to be honest It wasn't really anything To do with him We all know it was everything to do with me i oh would yeah. think you know so confronted him my boyfriend was having none of it told him to basically where to go and then i confronted him and i said why are you even here and he goes oh i was just in town you know, so you happened to be just standing right across the road from the pub that you knew for a fact we were all in oh, i didn't know you were in there blah, blah. and i said you've done enough to me now you've abused me you know what you've done i'm asking you to leave me alone i haven't gone to the guards i haven't done anything i'm telling you to leave me alone and he said, I never... And ne- What are you talking about? I never touched it. And then my friend said, you hit her. And I said, you never touched me. And, and I basically picked out a particular night that was in my head. And I said, we were in X, Y and Z's house. And you were on top of me, punching me in the face, hitting me. And you didn't tell him... You're telling me that never happened? And he looked me in the eyes and goes, that's because you called me gay. And I go, I, I never... And 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 as I said, I would say I I would fight back and say and say nasty things. That would never come out. Of my mouth. you're gay. What am yeah. I, eleven year old? Regardless, even if I did, do you think that deserves a bathroom? But I I just wouldn't ne- I would never say that. So he then said, "Oh, well, it didn't batter you. I just hit it," and I was like, "Okay, well, okay." You can clearly well, justify get it. Me the
1: Oxford Dictionary there. And get yeah, the yeah.
0: And, and like. I, I, oh. Oh, he hit me! Excuse me! Yeah. you' am so to... relieved. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Trauma gone. Yeah, <laughs> cured. Up. So and I was all shaken up by that, obviously, and because I, I just, I just honestly thought the blocking would be the end of it. obvious. at that point I just felt, okay, whatever I say isn't gonna deter you. Yeah. So I told my parents what had happened. They said, okay, you're gonna go to the guys, and I said, yeah, I want to go to the guys, and they said, we're gonna support you. So the next day I went down to Coolock Garden Station and I walked in and I said look I don't even know what to say I was really don't shaken don't even know where to start yeah but I was attacked my, no my ex attacked my boyfriend last night because he didn't lay a hand on me and he's been abusing me and I want to do something about it and they said well if you attacked your boyfriend your boyfriend needs to come in not you and I said okay well he's followed me into town I was in an abusive relationship is there anything you can do I said, he's been sending me messages that he's going to kill himself, that he's putting all this on me. Is there anything to you? And they said, no. So then I said, okay, well, he was hitting me as well. You know, because I, th- I thought I'd walk in there and say, this fellow followed me into town. They'd say, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: Scoop you up and sort out. Yeah. No, no, they didn't care. So uh, so eventually I was like, well, he hit me. Well, he did this. He did that. So when I said, when I said he hit me, they brought me into a room. And they said, okay, well, show us what you have and i Proof. said okay well i don't really have a lot i have messages of him telling me he's going to kill himself i have messages of him apologizing for hitting me but i don't know what i have because i didn't i didn't look at that stage i honestly thought me just you didn't think like, that much
1: into it yeah, yeah. i thought
0: me saying something would mean something and then it didn't so they said well the statute of limitations says that there's six months where there's a six month gap where you can go and report any abuse to the guardian. the last evident piece of evidence you have that he has hit you is when you're in manchester so you have to report that to manchester police which is obviously never going to do and before that was before the six months now after the fact i found out this six-month thing is a load of shite and they were just trying to fob me off and i have reported it to the Garda ombudsman and it's an ongoing but I have heard from other girls that have come out about their domestic abuse that the same thing happened to them when they went to the guards. The guards fobbed them off and tell them, well, you don't really have enough evidence. It's going to be a lot of effort to prove it in court. The best thing for you to do is go to women's ed. Now, the best thing for anyone to do that's going through that situation is going to women's ed first. Yeah. But the guardie should do something about it, and they don't, from my experience. Now, to be honest, I wouldn't deter anyone going from the guards and this isn't to reflect on anyone else's experience but i wish i had a, and which i shouldn't have had to have but i wish i had more balls and said you're going to file this and report this and i don't care if the judge doesn't believe me i don't care if it's a load of effort yeah, and I, it's don't, on record I don't care I ha- don't have a lot of evidence you're to write this down and you're to put it through but i didn't because i didn't really know any better But they should know better. It's it's not for me to know better. It's just pure laziness. Yeah. It's not for me to know better. And you know, it's a real kick. Yeah, it's not your job to know. Yeah. It's a kick in the balls to have someone tell you for five years that they can do what they want you and no one's going to believe you. And you go to the people that should and they tell you. Well, he was right. Yeah. They tell you, oh, you don't really have proof. You don't have that under they lied to me what they said about the six months first of all and second of all even when I walked in and said he's telling me he's gonna kill himself and his my fault but that's coercive control which is against the law they brought that into the law in the last year or two and it's against the law and they should have told me well this is what we're gonna do first and then when I they said they, they hit me to say okay well that's assault as well oh yeah he was riding you when you were 16 he was 21 oh yeah now he's getting done for sexual assault as well or whatever the precautions were but they didn't and I was so vulnerable. I didn't have the, the no to go and, and fight them and whatever. And and I really think there's a huge issue there and something needs to be done about it. And, you know, maybe we can hopefully do something about it eventually. But yeah. there really is. If someone comes in, they're so vulnerable, it shouldn't be on them. To, like, I honestly do think there should be things in place that they, they're they babied when they go in and tell us everything and, and we'll yeah. do anything. And it doesn't... Cause I, to some extent, I understand the guard was saying, "Oh, well it's going to be a lot of effort," and and obviously it's horrible to go to court and do all those things when when eventually you're
1: not going to get the outcome. But they shouldn't discourage that. No, because realistically, if you have gone through it and you are speaking the truth and etc., you are going to go to those lengths. Yeah, to get the justice you deserve. Exactly, and they just they didn't give me a chance and. As we've seen in the news recently, the whole... The headline on journal.ie was Justice Minister says 999 calls being cancelled should not have happened. Um, the exact extent of the issue is still unknown as an internal guard inquiry is a, quote, it work in progress. But initial findings estimate some of 312 victims had their calls cancelled before there was an appropriate policing response. Yeah. And to put in perspective, if you...
0: Um, imagine the extent of danger someone is to ring the guards in desperation.
1: In desperation, you know.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting, and the fact, that, like, I've been turned, I was turned away, and I know other people that were fobbed off, you know, and it's just, it's just
1: so not right. Because to be honest, but I fobbed off in a state of panic as well. Yes, is an emergency. Nine 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 is an emergency hotline. Yeah, and when I
0: went into the guards, I, I can honestly tell you, I am more affected now by being turned away from the guards than any abuse that happened to me and the reason is because it it made it acceptable yeah exactly it made it acceptable then that 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 thing happened and there's nothing I can do now now of course I could go to the guards now but to me I'm just I'm just jaded by it and the moment I just feel he has to live with himself and that's the biggest punishment of all and I don't have to anymore in that one so I went to women's aid then And I can't recommend Women's Ed enough, they're absolutely amazing what they do. I went into Women's Ed, I didn't have a clue what I was doing, I was so intimidated. They brought me in I didn't even have to say I I, the the first thing I said was well we broke up and he's been giving me a hard time and they said oh my god you know what I mean they were they were so validating and then I said and then he hit me and then he did and they were like I can't believe you've been going through this the last five years you're so strong and so this and and just gave me everything and and the woman brought me down to court and brought me in front of the judge where I had to take my make my initial statement for a protection order now the protection order was going to give me five years max protection from him where he couldn't contact me couldn't couldn't breed near me or if he did i could ring the guard and they would arrest Immediately, and then it yeah, yeah and then well, it would yeah. become a case or whatever this was the closest any kind of justice i was gonna get so i was happy enough to do it and to be perfectly honest i just wanted him to get a fright and and be like oh i really it's really, real i really really can't speak to her yeah. that's all i really wanted so i went to, before the judge that was fine i got my court day got my court day for may i think and I never heard from heard from him since when since he got summoned. They, so they came up to his house. Guard, two guards went up to his house with the court order to leave me alone. And it's I never heard yeah you got served and <laughs> never heard from me again and and then we were supposed to have a court date in May and I showed up and no one else did and the court date got moved and no one told me so then we had a new court date in September I went up there at half ten and I got told the time moved which I didn't know and my solicitor I got free legal aid because I'm broke and I met with my sister for the first time and I told her all the things that's happening and she said to me unless you have a photo of you black and blue you are not getting this protection order unless you have a message saying he's gonna murder you tomorrow you're not getting this protection order so this was a complete 180 from what i was used to hearing you know the judge completely believed me he told me uh, you're gonna get a five-year protection order you just have to wait with no evidence and i came there with screenshots of messages of him telling me that he's sorry for me video evidence recordings all sorts photographs everything all sorts of evidence that this had happened witnesses god's sake so i couldn't believe what she said and she said go home and gather all the evidence you can and we'll try the, hopefully the best now at this stage i didn't think he was gonna show up because my dad kind of said to me no. you now yeah what does he know what well, he said i bet you anything he won't show up and you know, he'll just take it yeah. because of he- how like it was just such a fact that it happened it, no one believed he have the audacity to show up and and, and try and fight it yeah. yeah so i get back there at about three o'clock with all my evidence print. Print, printouts and audio files and all this kind of stuff and I get in there and I speak to my solicitor and I show her what I have and he goes okay he's downstairs and it floored me. I was like shaking and I couldn't believe he showed up and I couldn't believe he had a solicitor. The fella could barely wash his balls and he has a solicitor like what are you even talking with about? With non <laughs> Yeah yeah with non wash abs. And he shows up with a place solicitor are you messing? so I, she had obviously convinced me so much that I wasn't going to get it that I didn't think we were going to get it so we walk into court it's me, him, our solicitor his solicitor pulls my solicitor out of court straight away and says we, mm-hmm. we want to make a deal so they said, he said I want to make a promise to the court that I won't go against it because he didn't want an- anything on record and I said well what's a promise a promise, is a promise, a promise don't hit me, a promise yeah. not to X, Y and Z what good is that so she went back out and said okay you don't want a promise and she got. They made a deal then for a six-month protection order, and she basically told me, "You're not going to get the five years. You, you're lucky he's even willing to get six months. Yeah. Go for the six months." And I said, "Okay." Did the six months? That was it. She came back into me and she goes, "Thank God you took that." His solicitor was trying to get a thrown out, saying you have no evidence. And I go, "But I did have evidence." He thinks I had no evidence because he never laid a mark on me significant enough but I have videos of him hitting me I have video recordings of him admitting to it I have messages that he didn't know that yeah but they both intimidated me and my solicitor fucked me over because I I'm telling you now there's people that I know that have got five-year protection orders with far less evidence than I had right all they had to do was go in and say they did x y and z to me and they're believed as they should be at the end of the day if you're told to leave someone alone by court order it shouldn't even be by court order if you're told to leave someone alone you should be able to do it yeah. so it's not that big of a deal if it's by court order because my sister looked me in the eye and said oh well everyone would get it against their ex if they could then and no they would no, because everyone else's ex leaves them alone yeah, when they tell them to piss people, off like. so that was nothing short of traumatizing obviously and i'm still to this day raging that i didn't fight it because you know i really wanted to stand in court and read out my statement and say you've done x y and z yeah you wanted to
1: stick it to him. yeah
0: because i never got to say that i know what you did and of course he knows i know i was fucking there but to be able to to look him in the eye and say it doesn't matter what you say it doesn't matter if you say it's not true and whatever because i know by the look in your eye that you know you did that Mm -hmm. and to be able to say it to him and i never got it and it was really hard to accept that that was never going to happen. And I was happy I got the six-month protection order, but it wasn't enough. And it's not what I deserved. I deserved him to get a serious sentence. A five-year protection order would have been something very minor, but the very least, yeah. you know. So it was
1: very hard. Realistically,
0: to
1: protection order was just a piece of paper to you.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, to get the, the but full term. Very,
1: yeah, of course. So
0: I trust I someone saying that we believe it you know yeah
1: exactly Just
0: so that obviously really really affected me and really traumatised me and it, it's the aftermath That's it's been worse than the abuse to be honest because it's just like all the things I could have done and should have done and all that kind of stuff and, and, and that's the whole point of this podcast is
1: that to raise awareness. Yeah, and I want to help to you. encourage people to, to go out
0: there and get the help that's there. Yeah, and, and really and not this isn't to be taken up the wrong way, but have some balls and make sure you are there to be heard and they're not gonna listen to you. I'm telling you now, they're not gonna listen to you, make them listen and you are to make them listen because they have to. And if you get to their superiors, like, can I speak to your manager? Because believe me, yeah. they're gonna listen. And that's what I should have done when I got into lock artist station, I should have said, Okay, well let me listen to let me tell the above you that I'm going embared and let them tell me that you're not going to do anything about it, yeah, I didn't think so, because believe me, when I went to the guard Ombudsman about it, I got a phone call about it, and them saying. Not that they didn't believe it, but they couldn't believe it and said, okay, okay. Because I had evidence from the guard saying this and, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's really something that needs to be pushed and, like, if you go yeah, into court. Yeah, have the
1: pause and stand your ground. Yeah, and, like... You deserve and, and the, the pro- recognition and the justice.
0: Uh, yeah, and, like, I got fucked over with my solicitor then as well because I didn't know any better. And when I went home, my mom was raging. She was like, Helen, if I had have been there, I would have told you to say no and that you're going to go ahead yeah. with it. Because, to be honest, I should have gone ahead with it because, honestly... No, no protection order would have been better than the six months to some extent because I would have at least had the chance to say something. Yeah. You know. So it's a shame, really, and I'm still kind of still working on it. Yeah, still working on it, and and I'm better now because now I just think right in terms of getting to say my piece and everything. Now I've come to the exception that look. Nothing I can say is going to change it or make it better or anything, and he doesn't even deserve for me to acknowledge it in front of him, like even if he turned around to tomorrow and said i'm so sorry what i did was wrong and blah 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 it, it doesn't mean anything it still doesn't change it. yeah it doesn't it's change what it
1: happened, happened
0: the only thing that i can hope is that he never lays a hand on anyone again and i genuinely hope that i really do hope he gets help i don't really believe he's beyond repair you know it's not really my business he's not my life anymore i know nothing about him literally nothing I, I, we don't have mutual friends. It's not like I'm gonna hear about yeah. him you know. Which I'm really lucky in that sense because I know people don't have the same luxury. You know what I mean? And th- that's what I, I do want to say as well. I am in a very pri- privileged position as far as an abuse victim, and it might sound a bit ridiculous, but there, I know there's people that have it worse in terms of okay, they have kids, or they're this, or they're very they they live close and stuff like that. I'm lucky that he is so far removed, and it has kind of been a clean break yeah. once the protection order has come in. Um so that's a cool oh and and obviously i've never heard from them since so we're kind of going to finish up now i did put up on my tiktok asking if anyone had questions about like yeah and like things you wouldn't want to ask or whatever and we kind of answered most of them just kind of by chatting. but this is one that we kind of just want to really make clear for anyone so it was would you uh would love to hear any advice you have on recognizing signs of domestic violence in friends or ways bystanders can help so, to be perfectly honest, from my experience, and not everyone's experience is the same, no one really could help me because, as I said, I didn't want the situation to change. You
1: didn't really... Yeah, you didn't want help. And I think it's... Uh, in hindsight, there was nothing I could have done because I didn't realise the extent of, of it. I was probably a bit naive. But, obviously, if there's physical signs... Yeah, like... You I could... Th- I, there's... Women's Aid is there. That's what they're there for. That's the the main body yeah and women that helped you
0: yeah and women's out are there for people even yeah they can help
1: witnesses they can help yeah bystanders. if you think
0: else. if you think your friend is being abused or someone close to you you can call them and talk to them about it and ask them and they may not have all the answers but you can talk to them about it and they'll give you good advice let's start that off by that that's the best way to go now for me personally the, the only thing I would advise is because for me a lot of it was I felt like people already didn't like my boyfriend my ex at the time and and all that kind of stuff that I felt like I was adding to the bad name by saying anything so I was terrified of saying anything bad because I knew they didn't like him already not Fiona other people and I think well yeah but you (laughs) never publicly you know you never told me so I think it's just leaving it open for them to talk to you if someone says to you okay let's just say something mine and they say oh we got in a fight the other night and he just got really aggressive and smashed the glass. As much as you want to say, that is wrong and it's in peace, if you go ha- mad at them, it's going to push them back in the closet more yeah. because they're thinking, like, if you're like, and you don't deserve that and blah, blah, blah. Now, you can get your point you across, kind of but you bro- just
1: approach it with caution. Yeah,
0: you need to be careful what you say and you just say, oh, if it happens again, like, let me know and we'll discuss it then and stuff like that because, like, that's what's really important, leaving, not judging someone. Because as much as like maybe you wouldn't put up with it or it's not f- right for them to put up it. if they feel judged then they're not going to want to tell you because and like of course that it, if you're in that situation and you have have maybe been a bit stern with someone it's not your fault it's normal to tell people that's wrong yeah. you know what i mean but it's just some kind of guy to try and do something just to try and give them that avenue to be but able if it does to speak cross about your it mind
1: that it's actual genuine abuse it is such a sensitive subject and you don't know what's going on behind doors and you don't know what their frame of mind the victim's frame of mind is to approach with caution and kind of almost entice them to tell you if that makes any sense leave leave a door open for them to tell you don't just go guns blazing exactly and if you feel like you
0: want to confront it and maybe say look I know this is happening I'm not going to tell you what to do you don't have to do anything I'm here to support you Forget the other person. here to support them. And that's all they need to know. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But to be honest, they probably know that anyway. I can't speak from other people. But for me, I knew I had a village. Like, you know what I mean? That would have dropped anything and could have done anything. But women's aid, women's aid, women's aid.
1: Yeah. For anyone. If you're being abused, if you have been abused. Would you say from your experience that that should have been your first port of call?
0: (sighs) No, because I think the Guardian should have... Done what they should have done, but yes, I would advise to immediately go to Women's Aid because they yeah. will back you up with the guards more as well. You yeah. know what I mean? They'll give. They'll you, tell you to have the balls tell the guards. Yeah, because no, they did this. tell me that as well, but I was kind of like just done with it by then. So yeah, I do think, and they'll probably help you go to them with a better case. So yeah, I yeah. would say it. go to Women's Aid, call them, and um, you can go in. They have a place, and it's like it's in Temple Bar anyway. And um, we'll put all the details in like the description or whatever. Pretty much it. Um, I don't know. I hope this gives some kind of clarity. Hopefully, when I edit it down, you're so brave. <laughs> I'm sorry, Piss got off. right that's it right we're going goodbye Good